0: when families understand that the withdrawals are a very real symptom and to help address those and determine how someone is going to go through detox, that can provide a bridge for the family and the person that's struggling to be able to understand what those withdrawals are. And then if you can help someone Lessen the withdrawals, which at our clinic, where we have the ability to do that both with the NADIB infusion and also the withdrawal management device, then someone can go on to the next phase of care, which is helping them to correct what the opioids have done to the brain and the brain receptors. But the first step is people are afraid of the withdrawal. And that's a very real real symptom. It isn't just like the flu. It is the flu times 10 and worse. I'm sure you can address that better than I can.
1: It is. Just as I said, it produces a fear that you're going to lose your life. The same fear that you would face if you were escaping danger, being uh, chased by a wild animal, almost being hit by a train, or in a motor vehicle accident. That fear and panic that's associated with withdrawal is overwhelming. Uh, So it's just impossible not to seek relief from that. It's against our human nature not to seek relief for it. And I always advise patients and families, even before they would come to treatment or or any groups I talked to, I said, treat this just as you would any other medical problem. If you broke your leg, you wouldn't say, okay, let's just wrap that up and take a look at it. It'll probably be okay in a day or two. If you had a loved one who was experiencing shortness of breath or chest pain, of course you would take them to the emergency room, emergency department. Uh, This isn't one where you can just hold their hand and Talk nice to them and get them through. It takes medical professionals.
0: Right, right. And for their well being as well. Um, people, exactly. People are not prepared to do this. You know, many times we'll have patients say, I think I can do this on, on my own. That really doesn't happen that often where someone can do that and do that safely.
1: Even nationwide, we uh, have many studies that show that 95 percent of patients who detox only relapse. So detox, then itself, is just is just opening the door to treatment. That it's is- just opening the door.
0: Um, I want to go back a little bit the, the uh, phrase that you said in the explanation of the fear when you almost have a car accident, or the fear that you're being chased by a wild animal, whatever that is, that non addicts can recognize what that feeling is the withdrawal when someone is having that um, every minute on the minute for themselves. That's a wonderful description. And I've never heard it Put that way, but I think that really gives people a, a better perception of what the withdrawal phases are if you have never experienced them for yourself.
1: Yes, if they've never experienced alcohol and drug withdrawal, I try to paint the picture for families of exactly what that would feel like, and so they can relate to some experience that they've had in their life where they had massive releases of cortisone-releasing factor or stress hormone, which is the hormone that a neurotransmitter is massively released in withdrawal, causing that, as the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says, restless, irritable, and discontent. And that can't be solved until those receptors are calmed down.
0: That's so true, that's so true. And then you can go on to treatment and counseling and all of the other things that can make addiction um, recovery successful. But first you have to get past that withdrawal phase for anyone that's struggling, for anyone that's struggling. Can you tell us um, the difference or tell um, the public what you find in alcoholism, what alcoholism does to the brain and
1: to the body? Well, alcohol itself is very toxic to the brain. Of the chemicals uh, that we treat people in the rehab world, it's one of the most. Certainly methamphetamine is also very toxic to the brain. But alcohol not only affects the dopamine reward system, but it affects the cerebral cortex, the cerebellum, our balance area, and the prefrontal cortex, our decision maker. What makes alcohol even more complicated is people can die from alcohol withdrawal. The mortality rate is very high. For the severest form, delirium tremens, it's as high as twenty percent mortality rate. So we're talking about one in five that can die, even in treatment, even in the best environment. So very dangerous to detox from and needs to be managed by professionals. It's going to last anywhere from four to 10 days. They need to be medically supervised that whole time. I always tell people I'm going to give them a safe and comfortable detox, but I put the emphasis on safe. Uh, As comfortable as we can make, it still doesn't make it too comfy. It's still uncomfortable to some degree, but not on the magnitude of uh, not eight, nine out of 10, like it would have been without it. We can drop it down to one or two so that there is a little discomfort, but we are calming that portion of their central nervous system and allowing those receptors to stop screaming, as I said before.
0: Right, Um, I, I think alcoholism in many people, it's a more socially accepted form of addiction because you see people serving alcohol in a restaurant, people do it for celebrations. It's much different looking down the table and seeing someone have a glass of wine than it is um, someone snorting a medication. But but as of late, our uh, treatment facility has seen so many more alcohol issues, I think even, post-COVID than what we had seen in the years past.
1: I think so, too. Post-COVID, I've certainly seen more alcohol admissions. For uh, about a year and a half, almost two years, many people working remotely, working at home, where that coffee cup may have had coffee at that noon meeting before, it may very well have had alcohol in it. And there was no way to hold them accountable. So the people who had risk factors of this had increased availability of time to drink. So our alcohol admissions on all the facilities that I'm affiliated with has increased. Many will say, when I say, well, when did this get out of control? Pandemic. So (laughs) either... Certainly, that was a stressful time period for all of us also. We had all had fear for our lives, certainly before the vaccine right. came out. Right. So you add that, it was, it was the perfect storm. You add ease of access, they could drink and work, they had fear, they had increased stress in their life. And certainly, many had financial stresses put on them, it was just the perfect storm for alcohol to move in.